Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 26 yep. six of There's No Place Like Tara, a Stargate First Watch, Week Watch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we're going over season two, episode five, Need, a.k.a. Daniel's hair. Daniel's, or an after school special. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> it's a, it's it like the second the after school, or yeah, third, or got a couple 18th of after, school, after specials. school specials. I definitely expected, well, we'll get into it. But yeah. But yeah, that's our, that's our a.k.a. this week. So, you know, we do say that we're a first watch rewatch podcast. So in this case, literally first watch because we have a special guest today. Woo! Woo! Say hi, Amanda. Hi. Um. So Amanda uh, came and we wanted really to experience the authenticness of a first watch. So Amanda's oh man never really seen an episode. No, that you remember? Really. Not that I remember. I mean, my parents watched it when I was young, so I caught, like, bits and pieces from but my dad. But you're, like, aware of the Stargate. So I know and, yeah. about the universe, sort of, a little bit. I mean, I know there's a team, and then there's things happening. No, I think if we couldn't and... have had your first watch be Hathor, I think I know. this is a good second best. Yeah, because okay, there's there's an episode <laughs> that has essentially Katy Perry wannabe. Oh, it's um, basically the Katy Perry episode. Yeah, and it's it's bad. That's episode two. Yeah. So this will be episode one. Yeah. 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 It's bad. We're going to set it up in your Hulu queue and call it a day. We kind of want to be there when we watch it, though. (laughs) Okay, we'll do Girl Night. Okay. So um, this episode first aired on July 24th, 1998. Um, The story is by Robert C. Cooper and Damien Kindler. Um, At least Robert C. Cooper is the name we know. Damien Kindler, this is his first credit in Stargate, becomes kind of a really integral part of the production later seasons. Right He does some really, really like important episodes like okay. he's a writer consultant later on okay so this was written by Rob C. Cooper and directed by David Wary Smith again both names we know yes so the planet this week is P3R636 yes Torelia aka uh, Vancouver during a high fire season <laughs> because my goodness was it dry out there yes <laughs> it was one coming from California I was like oh they need to be careful out there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> also aka ancient uh, Egypt yes yeah, so it basically was ancient Egypt well yeah, yeah. yeah. all the gods like a lot of the gods just basically stole people from ancient Egypt and other regions this time we, I couldn't actually find um, anything that confirmed where these people People are from their artwork looked very Aztecian. It definitely looked. Uh, yeah. None of those people look like they're descended from the Aztecs. Well, I agree. It's Hollywood, babe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She looked. She had dark hair. What more do you want? <laughs> um, she looked sultry. She she did look that. Uh, and so it. We, originally, this planet was ruled over by SETI, which they don't actually mention that in the episode, but they actually mention that in RPG, so you can take it as canon or not. Um, but I just like to add this in here because um, SETI is actually the name of a pharaoh. Like, there's multiple SETIs, like SETI the first and the second, all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. But um, SETI is also a name for another name for Set or Seth, the god. Like, basically, those were pharaohs who were blessed by okay. Seth. 
Okay, I, I'm just going to... Seth is the god of desert storm disorder, violence, foreigners. And this... I need to read this small paragraph sure. straight from Wikipedia. Okay. Before I read this, remember that Osiris and Isis are brother and sister. Okay, they're oh, not no. just shoe companies. Okay. And they are also... <laughs> They're also Seth's, uh, Seth's siblings. So all oh, three God. of these guys are siblings. Holy moly. So this is straight from Wikipedia. In Egyptian mythology, Set is portrayed as the usurper who kills and mutilated his own brother Osiris. Osiris's wife, Isis, uh-huh. reassembled Osiris's corpse uh-huh. and resurrected him long enough to conceive his son and heir Horus. Horus then sought revenge upon Set and the myths describe their conflicts. Whoa. Yeah. And then afterwards, they went to Appalachia. Not before they stopped and hung out with Oedipus. Seriously. My goodness. Yeah. (laughs) We're, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, okay, so... I don't. I don't even have words for that. That's beyond soap opera. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty soap opera. Besides the fact that Isis married her brother, her brother was killed, brought her brother back so, to life uh, you, to do you think have sex with him. Baby involved? Yeah. Yeah. Baby yeah. Horus, which is really confusing. Yeah, it's like, why would you do that? But So, do you think if we took Jerry Springer to the ancient Greeks, they'd be all about it? Like, I wonder, <laughs> if, you know, like, we like to think, here's my theory, we like to think that we're devolving, and some of the things we do are not very educational, and we're like, oh, you know, back in ancient times, people were philosophers, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But what if the Greek tragedies that people watch were basically the Springer show? They probably were. That's probably yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Doing. It was just like maybe like that's they were why, like Jerry, Jerry, but it was all life. Maybe that's Oedipus. why. Oedipus. Yes. <laughs> maybe that's just something deep seated in like human culture that you gravitate towards like, these oh, fucked up stories yeah. like that because yeah. it goes back to like it's like listen, we're all looking at those magazines in the checkout line. Uh, I'm yeah. pretending not to, but I'm looking. <laughs> I'm at least reading I the am. covers. I, I won't admit know. to anything. I mean, the one in Kardashian the one Day with like The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Courtney. Kardashian has Justin Bieber's baby. What? what? Isn't he like 14? How is that even allowed? <laughs> so okay, that's I'm just done. something I wanted to bring up the top, but Torelia is currently ruled over by Pyrrhus, who's okay. close to 700 years old. Um, and we find out later that uh, he overthrew the Gould. He's been ruling ever since because the sarcophagus lets him live long time. But he didn't really make anyone's lives better, it seems, except for his and his daughters. Right. And maybe his ex-wife, his former wife. He his basically widow just went, look, the Jafar are gone. I'm in charge now. Yeah. This is yeah. mine now. Yep. Yeah. He didn't really make anything much better for the world. No. no. Even though he he's super convinced that he did. Yeah. Well, that's usually how tyrants work. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yes, yeah. <laughs> So, starting, the episode starts, like, right on the action. Like, SG-1 is over, like, on a cliff overlooking the action down at the, the Stargate with some Jaffa, some priests. There's a fancy-ass box. It has some raw knackwood in, apparently, that they're sending through the gate to who knows where. Um, Sam points out that they could be really nice if we had some of the knackwood, guys. We should probably get some of that knackwood up. Hey, that knackwood is, like, awesome stuff. Because that, that stuff's rare and really awesome shit. Um... Because, you know, that's the gate element and super right. powerful and happy times. So the team follows the Nakwita parade back <laughs> and they come to a clearing. We see a giant ghouled pyramid ship. Uh, a woman separates from the Nakwita parade and heads off 
into the woods alone. Right. Uh, it's like a the drama queen that she is. It's it's a woman, <laughs> so naturally Daniel follows her. Nice. I, I will have to say though that like my first note on my paper says love Daniel from oh, yeah. the moment the episode started <laughs> and I asked you who his name was. Yes. I was like, I love Daniel. He's, he's, he's a hottie. He's, but I yeah, he's a cutie you, pie. Yeah. I, I have a very contentious relationship with Daniel. <laughs> this episode he's, doesn't help. He's very cute, but he always forgets that he's married. He's very fucked he's up. He's not very faithful. Oh, is he the one that's married yeah. and then his wife disappears? Yeah. yeah. What? And yeah. I thought it was the other guy. No. no. He conveniently chooses to forget that he has a wife. He's also like the biggest clusterfuck of a person. He's literally on this team to go out and find his wife. Ah, yeah. But, ah. yeah, see? 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 And he, but he, okay, all right, well, we're gonna go back to that oh, later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're gonna come back to that. Um, so, since it's a woman, Daniel runs off, and Jack actually says, like, there's a vagina over there. I wish he'd stop doing that. <laughs> it's like a puppy. The worst. <laughs> Puppy is attracted to vaginas. Um, so the woman walks to the edge of a cliff and looks like she's about to jump. Daniel rushes over, saves her at the last minute. She lets out a little scream yelp. Uh, the Jaffa in the surrounding areas hear it, come running, weapons up. Uh, they tell they, they tell him to stay away from the princess. Nestry wants to surround it. And crit. Dun, dun, dun. Um, seriously, Nestry has to stop getting like captured before the credits. Well, you know, then they just get sentenced to like life in prison right that's, afterwards. That has been a recurring theme lately. <laughs> they get captured in the before the credits roll. Maybe that's like a goal of theirs. Or like the quicker we get captured, the more fun time we get it to. They were just prison. imprisoned in an underground like jail for their they lives were again. Like they were like two episodes ago yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're so frustrated about yeah, it. They're like, fuck <laughs> again. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, was it Daniel's fault last time, too? It might have been. Oh, that's was funny. it? No, it was, it was Jack. Wasn't. Well, Jack stopped the guy, so it was more... That's right. It wasn't explicitly it was, Daniel's yeah. fault. Like but it, everything is Daniel's fault. Yeah, basically. I might be the worst person to ask what fault things are. <laughs> <laughs> so they're brought into a throne room. Uh, upon being told to kneel, Jack mentions he actually has his cartilage problem, a little ACL <laughs> thing, which is then kicked, and he's down, and he goes... That's, 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 that's better. Yeah. Which is funny, because RDA actually has a little cartilage little ACL thing, which is why <laughs> that line's in there. <laughs> um, well, you know, it wouldn't be Stargate without a Jack snark in no, there. No, no, no. So it seems appropriate. Yep. But he's like, actually, he's kind of snarky. He's sassy. He's more than a little sassy. Snarky. I like that. Yeah, sassy. I like sassy. Yeah. He, he has some spunk in him. Yeah, I like the spunkiness. <laughs> he's one of those people that you like. If if snark is not dripping out of his mouth, you know, some you're in trouble or somehow, yeah. or, or he must be ill. Yeah, or <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, you know. <laughs> If I had a second favorite character, he was probably yeah. nice. Daniel's awesome. first. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, for me, it's Teal'c's eyebrows, <laughs> and then everything comes after that. <laughs> I've heard he glorious eyebrows, so I paid attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, the king here is Pyrus. He's the God Slayer. He wants to know who they are and why they attacked his daughter. Daniel tries to correct them, but uh, Pyrus gets a little creepy with Sam. Notices one of them is Jaffa. He asks, "What gould rules there on Earth?" And Jack's like, "None." No gold rule here anywhere. Um, Pyrus calls them liars and thieves. Although, what the fuck were they stealing? Like, right. they didn't I'm steal just anything. Gonna make up words now. So they're sent to the mines. Fun times. Yeah. So down in the mines, mm-hmm. um, Moria. <laughs> Moria. <laughs> um, Sam points out that Pyrus isn't a ghoul. Oh my gosh, the mines of Moria and yeah. Sam. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> that happened, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. I witnessed it. <laughs> 
and um, it was beautiful. Speak melon <laughs> and enter. Uh, so, uh, anyways, so Sam goes. It's, he Pyrus is Nagul. The Jaffa aren't actually Jaffa. She can't really explain how she knows. She doesn't feel that they're a ghoul or Jaffa. It must have something to do with Jolinar. She gets this weird feeling now whenever she's near, T- near Teal'c, and Jack points out that, hey, who who doesn't? So, <laughs> yeah, well, I get a little funny feeling deep in my soul. When you're around Teal'c? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah funny feeling in, deep in, in places. <laughs> deep in the pits of my stomach when yeah. I see his eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yes, please. Mm. So, was Jolinar just a vehicle to get Sam to basically second guess everything that Teal'c says now? Like, oh yeah, I'm part of that too. I second your. Oh, you mean you mean this? Like I second it, not yeah. like second guessing. No, 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 no. no. Like, yeah. like now she's Maybe, like, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, <laughs> I'm totally part of that club. Uh, yeah. Maybe like she doesn't have any extra new sensory power. She's just like, hey Teal'c, what did you just she's say? She's always yeah, been sure. jealous of Teal'c. Yep. And she's That's like, it. well, I had a ghoul too one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then life happened. Exactly. And I totally, that thing you're feeling, <laughs> I feel that too. Yeah. You're so not so special. Because <laughs> your eyebrows are better. <laughs> well, it kind of does make him special. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, Daniel apologizes since this is entirely his fault. And at that point, I look at Nicole while we're watching this together and go, yes, yes, it is your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, dummy. Nice. Good job, Daniel. Good, good, you good were job. cute, and now it's your fault. Yeah. You, you're, he's, he's always our damsel in distress. Yeah. He always is our damsel in distress. <laughs> he's a little bit of fuck around, dude. He's always like the skirt chaser. But he's like Kirk, but, but in a bad way. Aw, yeah. Kirk. He's just not as capable. Yeah, is he's that not what as smooth you would say? or bold. Okay. He's not yeah, as, there yeah. you go. Yeah, not as capable and bold. Um, and they're told if they don't work, they don't eat. And Jack is seeing a lot of union violations around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jafar gets a little pushy with the staff weapon, and eventually, hi ho, hi ho, back to where <laughs> they go. And he's like hitting this rock with his hammer in the most like. I don't want to be the fucking here. I really wanted like a little montage with like the clashes. I fought the law and the law one. <laughs> like just breaking rocks. Although, I mean, they're not in the hot sun, but they're breaking rocks. They yeah. really are just like yeah. smacking They're just rocks. smacking. Like yeah. in the most. I've never. Why do prisoners have to do that? Why do we have to break rocks down? Well, because I guess they're trying to get to the Nakwa. I don't know where the Nakwa is. Yeah, I, I don't know true. how this helps. Yeah. But we, we could then cut to. I don't know how long it's been. It's like a full day at least. Sure. And Teal'c is like swinging this hammer in the most like tiny <laughs> hammer to giant person this way is like nothing way. Like he might way. have better luck just smacking his hand against yeah. the rock. So beastie. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. I don't know why but the look of this just made me laugh. Um, Daniel is so tired he can't move anymore. The whole team looks rough. Yeah. Uh, the Jaffa asks how Jack's legs feeling now? Um, and they go to unchain the team to take him somewhere else guess sleep or whatever. Jack and Teal'c eye each other. And Jack hits the Jaffa with his pick. Uh, Teal'c throws his like an Olympian, like <laughs> just like aims and it goes flying halfway across. Nice. Because he's Teal'c. badass. Uh, and Jack picks up the dro- dropped staff weapon, fires. It's a mine prison. Oh, you mean the break. awesome super lightning swordy thing? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. That's its official name. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Right. 
We shortened it to staff work. Thank you. Okay, good. Okay, good. Awesome, super, wait, say it again. Awesome, super, lightning, sorty thing. I like it. Awesome, super, lightning, sorty thing. Meanwhile, this whole time, Daniel is just like, what's going on, guys? Huh? I wear glasses. And then he kind of does this thing where everything's about his glasses. Um, Daniel goes to follow them. He's limping for some reason. Yeah, well, because reason. I don't even know. It's like his life fell asleep. He's like that kid who, when you were little and, like, you smacked him in the arm, he would limp two years long. You're like, oh, she hit me. It's like, that's not even where I hit you. (laughs) Not that I would know. The pain traveled to my leg. (laughs) That's not even where you got hit. God. (laughs) Um, But anyways, Daniel gets stuck in a cave-in. And because some Jaffa... Like Stefan hits a bummer, gets above him. Um, they go to help Daniel. They're caught. Here's the question: Is Daniel just gravely wounded, or is he dead? I think I was gonna ask the same thing. I want to say dead because they never actually say. They just say he need medical attention. Well, here's the thing: They say he needed medical attention. Yeah. They didn't stick around to see what was actually wrong. Now we know that in the next scene he gets put somewhere where you yeah. would usually put dead people. Well, you've also just put injured people too. That's true. So I don't know if he was just close to death or if he's actually dead. This is going to come into a conversation later when we need to right, put him on the death, death list count. or not. Okay. So we'll hold that for now. All right. So back in the throne Please room, hold conversation. Hold death conversation. Back in the throne room, Pyrus is scolding Shyla. We haven't actually heard learned her name yet, but it's Shyla. Um, that she shouldn't trust the SG-1. You're can we, foolish. Can we take a moment and discuss how awesome her beaded outfit yes. is? Yes. Yes. Now, I will tell you that I was at the Renaissance Fair this weekend, and I was really bummed because it's kind of what I was looking it's for. It's like a beaded shawl. <laughs> it was like a beaded shawl that kind of went over like her boot. It was like, you don't need earrings or necklaces no, or anything. You just wear that and you're jewelry set. jewelry enough. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it. And it's not which I took me back it. to my Egyptian thought to begin with. That's, like, true. that's very yeah. Egyptian. It absolutely is. right. You're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, I had in here to point out that ensemble. <laughs> um, but Pyrus goes to Shyly. You know, they're clearly here to steal from the mines. They're sent from an evil god. Shyly's sorry. She knows better because when he dies, she's going to have to make these choices like this all on her own. The king leaves, and we see her open a sarcophagus with Daniel inside. Yay. He's confused, because it's Daniel. Um, (laughs) She points out that his friends were recaptured, and he's now in royal robes since she saved him. Um, But he has to promise not to try to escape again. That's a little creepy. Now, reverse the roles for a minute. Yeah. Right? So so put a girl in that tomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then have the guy be the one that dressed her. Yeah. And then told her she couldn't escape. Creepy. It's a little weird. Um, what, what is what is the but movie where so Kathy true. Bates loves someone so much is breaking Misery. Yeah, Misery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, she yeah. gets like a misery. serious misery well, vibe. Well, she loves him and she wants really to write that story. Yeah. <laughs> it was really creepy. She yeah. was really obsessed. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, there's a creeper vibe going on here. <laughs> um, so she says it'd be rude to try to hurt her. And he points out that it's also rude to kidnap people and right. turn them into a mine. That's right. <laughs> and Very accurate. Um, yeah. <laughs> Shyla tells her not to tell, tells him not to tell her father about the suicide attempt. He wouldn't understand. Um, also because I faked it. Yeah. But that's what I've decided. She faked it. Because she knew, he saw him up there. Yep. 
Um, She's like, I must have that man. <laughs> Daniel points out that this isn't his first time in the sarcophagus. Shiloh hands him back his broken glass circles and he puts them on <laughs> and Shiloh drags him away to show him something. Okay, here's the thing. Okay. We pointed this out because he's been previously in a sarcophagus. Yeah. Why would he still need goddamn glasses yeah. if he has been in a sarcophagus? His if it eyesight heals, is so bad. If it can heal fabric that yeah. we have seen, how could it not fix your eyes? Because he never needed them to see in the first place. They're just He's hipster. just a dirty hipster. He's just dirty. We, oh, oh, we determine this. That they're not real glasses. He just wears them to look smarter. Yeah. He's a hipster. Isn't he like the scientist of the game? He's the art, uh, anthropologist. anthropologist. Oh, yeah. See? So that's why he just wants to look like he an anthropologist. Yeah. He's, yeah, yep. he's, he's like, oh, trying to fit the people part. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very deceiving. And we, yes, we addressed this earlier about has she actually already seen the goods? Did she address Daniel herself? <laughs> um, and this is where we see artwork in the room that's clearly as techy. Yeah, there's definitely an aesthetic vibe. I was trying to reverse Google image what it was, and I don't know it. Yeah. I feel like I should. I remember it's seeing it. It's like a god. Together. Like, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a specific it's god that's back there. Um, I did not look it up, so <laughs> too bad. Uh, so back in the mine, the rest of the team looks like they could use a shower and a spa day. Uh, Sam tries to reassure Jack that it's not his fault. Daniel needed medical attention. They had to take the opportunity when they did. So, in the forest of Vancouver, uh, Shyla takes Daniel out, and surely in all of his travels, she, she, he's never seen anything so beautiful as trees. Yeah. Do you know what these things are, these trees that I found? Yeah. So, this reminds me of a story. When I was um, in my early 20s, there was this kid who was new to the country, I will say that to start. Yeah. He's new to the country, not somewhere where, where yeah. music, pop music was a big thing. And he was, like, in love with the Beatles. Like, he'd never yeah. heard the Beatles before. And so, my friend and I, because we were big jerks, we'd be like, have you heard of this new band called the Beatles? <laughs> They're like this new band that I just heard of, and I must blast it down the hallway. <laughs> that's what would happen at work. He would just blast it in full blast. And so, we would just be like... Have you heard of this band called the Beatles? <laughs> Have you heard of this na- new thing? They're called trees. These trees. They're like brand new to the world. This new th- Yeah. Tree and, thing. Then, and then she gets that like shy, coy thing of, oh, certainly you've heard of these because yeah. you've been on so many incredible adventures and you should totally blah, 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 take tell off me your about pants. these adventures because I'm just a backwater princess. <laughs> um, Daniel really wants to tell her everything, but first his friends. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. Everything. <laughs> Chicken <laughs> Wait, what's the song we doing? A bang, 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 So they're going to convince her father together that they are decent and honest people, but we can't talk to him right now because he's not well. Um, and she starts as if her come hither vibes were not. It's like she's never hit on a guy before. And so she's like doing all the things that she thinks is hitting on a guy subtly and really it's just like bad see I oh, think it's she's, so bad. yeah she's so bad but I think she's so clever that she's purposely doing that oh, I don't even like know. because Daniel's so inept when it comes to like hitting on girls like he's a big yeah. fan of girls but he's bad at it yeah so she's I feel like she's pretending to be bad I yeah I think know. she's trying to manipulate him yeah yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah well, that's definitely clear. a manipulation oh no that part's I think clear you're absolutely right um, um, yeah. And maybe she's trying to be adorable by being bad at flirting. Oh, yeah, like, oh, look I mean, how I cute personally and dumb don't I am. don't even know things. So I'm Daniel so is grateful that she saved him, but you need to free my friends as well. Um, and he's sensing that she didn't save him out of kindness. No. 
Definitely um, not. Shyla says that he's her destiny. And Daniel's like, uh, come I again just for, met you. Yeah. Come, come again for Big Fudge? Uh, <laughs> to break out a second time with your mother reference? Remember that, yeah. Remember that time that we just met? Yeah. Like a day or two ago? Well, Shyla says that before her mother died, they'd come walking in the woods and you could see all the stars through the treetops. We're going to not mention that through the treetops is the worst place to go stargazing. Right. So bad. Uh, <laughs> so bad. But her mother said that a great man would come from beyond the sun just for her and Dana goes oh boy <laughs> she started to think that her mother was wrong that true love would never come and then she stood on a cliff and wished one last time and there was Daniel because it's fate and then they sang a song about finishing each other's sandwiches and, and more frozen references here <laughs> this is not your guy um, so back in the mine the, the mine uh, <laughs> more yeah <laughs> Well, that one I was actually going back to a Disney reference of, Aww. weren't they Snow White and the Severance when they're talking about being in the mine and they're like, it's a mine. A oh. mine. That's oh. right. My reference <laughs> failed. How did we not get that? We're terrible. <laughs> we are we, terrible. I made a bad reference. Nixie wins and Nixie does fail. win. Yeah. <laughs> so but the rest of the team is back to work. Daniel walks in in his fancy new robes and with a Jaffa Gar, a fake Jaffa Gar. <laughs> Jack points out that it's surprisingly hard to kill you, isn't it? And his awesome 90s hair. <laughs> yes. This is not, he doesn't, oh, he doesn't have his hair is still hair normal yet. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, he still got the hair drapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hair drapes still. And he mm-hmm. says that Sam drapes. Was, <laughs> Sam was right. Pyrus is Nagold, uh, and the princess saved him with sarcophagus because she has a bit of a crush on him. Sam looks shocked. Totally shocked. <laughs> uh, and as Daniel explains the whole destiny thing. Um, I don't think she even talked, right? No, she, she just, just sat there looking shocked. She's yeah, all, the look yeah. was just like, what? She's all face, yeah. <laughs> and Jack's like, good job. Now's to get us the heck out of here. Yeah. Um, Daniel's like, not yet. I'm really sorry. It's, you know, a delicate situation. And this is the part where he, like, is acting like he's on crack? Not yet. Okay. Not That's yet. the next scene. I thought um, it was this one too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yet. It was a delicate process. Pyrus hasn't agreed to let them go yet. He's still working on it. He wanted to make sure that everyone's okay and cool down here. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to talk to Pyrus tonight at dinner. And Sam's like... Totally chill, guys. Let's just chill out. Everybody be cool. Sam's like, you, you get dinner? And he goes, yeah, it's sort of like a feast in my Aww. honor. And Way just, to rub it in their face. I know. Why would you even say <laughs> Way that? Way to rub it. Why would you even say that? It's like, I'm going to talk to him later. Yeah. The end. Yeah, exactly. The but end. Then he's yeah. like, just trust me. I just need a little more time. And the whole group is like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so douchey. That's actually when I was like, I should just scratch out this part on my notes that I love Daniel because now I feel like I hate him. No, yeah. Well, and he's he's definitely lovable and hateable. Yes. It's, it's a dual, it's a double-edged sword with Daniel. Yeah. So the feast starts with just Daniel eating. Uh, Pyrus and Shiloh walk in uh, and if Daniel gets lucky, Pyrus will tell him how he became the God Slayer, which is not really much of a story. The crotchety old man killed a ghoul who lived here 700 years ago. The end. Ta-da. He's lived so long because of the sarcophagus. It keeps, uh, and he keeps the mines up and still running to send Nakwadu through the gate. So others still think the ghoul's in charge and no one comes to check on him. And he's basically become the evil god he freed his people from. So this pa- is when you explained how, like, creepy the sarcophagus thing yes. gets. Yes. Like, that's, it's really creepy that, like, yeah. 
700 years. Yeah, it keeps them alive for 700 years because it basically like stops your aging process it's because like, it's yeah. healing you so fast. As your cells degrade and age, it's healing your cells back. So it's like suspended animation. Yeah. Only weirder. Yeah. I it's guess. really weird. And yeah. moody shiftier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so Pyrus gets up to go sleep and Daniel asks about his friends and Pyrus is like, oh yeah, them? Just kill them. Uh, but Shia's like, no, you agree to keep them alive. That they have to work without rest. And he's like, whatever. I don't give a shit. Just do what I I'm want. I'm done. I'm so bored. Just kill everybody. Yeah. So Daniel and Shia are in the throne room. She says not to worry. She told the guards to treat them well. But Daniel's like, that's not okay. Like, that's not acceptable. Um, I, he can't be sitting here living the high life while they suffer. Um, and she's like, we're going to change my father's mind. Just might take some time. And uh, trust me, I'm trying real hard here. I promise-ish. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing all the You'll look like you're trying yeah. hard. I can yeah. see the sweat dripping off your forehead. <laughs> Daniel catches on. That's like the longer it takes, the longer they're together. Um, and she admits that it's a benefit. Yeah. Um, he promises that if he stayed, like, I'll stay if you release them. Um, and she, they kiss, she kisses him, whatever. It's just awkward. It's a very weird kiss. Cause he was, he pulled away in a really weird way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like, I don't know what to think about this. I don't know how to feel. Um. <laughs> I feel funny in my pants. Yeah. It's basically all He I like know. tries to pretend that he likes her, but like he can't really, but part of him does maybe. Um, it's a very strange very, situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so she's like, maybe you're not fully recovered. You should come back into the sarcophagus. Just... If you trust me, I'll trust you. And so he gets in the sarcophagus. Stupid. Um, and yep. also, can I just say here, that thing's got to be fucking claustrophobic. Oh, yeah. If you were the actor having to go in that, I'd be like, no. Just fuck no. Just no. Well, it's, I feel like it's like being in the MRI machine. Like, yeah. like, okay, just get this done. Are we done yet? Are we done? Yeah. Oh, can you no. open the thing as soon as cut is called? Yeah. <laughs> it really just looks super uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Especially because it's moving and yeah. it's closing yeah, it's all at the just, same time. No. So back at the SGC control room, um, SG-1's GDO Dakota's coming through, but no one's coming through the gate. It's just Daniel rainy-winging and saying he needs more time. The next yeah. transmission okay. will be 24 hours. Have you ever been doing something you weren't supposed to when you were little, <laughs> and then you go and you're like, hey, I uh, just wanted to come say hello. Mom, yeah. Dad. Yeah. All right, bye. And they're yeah. like, something's up. Yeah, like, I'm just checking on you to make sure you're here. Yeah. Um, it looks like you are here. Um, I'm going to so go. you all look good. I'm going to make a little bit of a fool out of myself right now, but then I'm going to run away yeah. really fast. <laughs> That's yeah. basically what Daniel did. He's like, hey, Hammond, just uh, check it in. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally not doing anything I'm not supposed to. <laughs> the team's totally fine yeah. still. <laughs> yeah, we're just... The just worst stop. part is how much he looked and, like, seemed like he was on crack. Yeah. It just yes. really felt like he was on drugs, so he was, like, super hyperactive yeah. during that like, whole scene. Yeah. You gotta chill, dude. Yeah. So it was really weird. This is the scene where Daniel's hair... Yes. has some hair gel in it. There's a lot of so hair He gel. has crazy eyes going. Yeah, some crazy um, eyes. So it's back in the mines. Somehow, SG, the rest of SG-1 is still looking worse. Daniel <laughs> bounces on in! Uh, and Jack's like, like, he's on crack. Yeah. Jack's like, it's been days since we've heard from you. He's like, yeah, sorry. I totally didn't realize how long it's been. Um, totally still working to get you guys out of here. It's in the process. Don't worry. Um, but also I've discovered something really cool. And Jack's like, you know, we're dying down here, right? And Dan, it's like, totally doesn't hear him. And he's like, so the sarcophagus, it's amazing. You know, if you get into it and you're already healthy, it's just, 
awesome. So I'm going to do some more research with it. And it's very Jesse Spano from Saved by the Bell yeah. on Happy Pills. No, it's he's really like depressing. so excited and he just can't hide it. Yeah, yeah. It's so depressing. He's like, I'm, I'm still like getting Shira's trust here. Um, and look, no glasses. Because finally he decided to take them off because he never needed them in the first place. He's like, remember that time that I pretended to need glasses? I'm so high right now (laughs) that I'm not even going to do that. I decided I don't need to be a hipster because I'm on too many drugs. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And he's like, don't worry, I sent a message to Hammond. Hopefully he's not going to send an attacking rescue party because I'm still playing the cards right. And if we do this really well, we're going to get the Nakoda and a sarcophagus. He's a sad guy like when you go to Vegas who is convinced she's going to win all the dollars the way he says sarcophagus here is just like the sarcophagus it's like um the way it is is the little alien creatures it's the little alien creatures in toy story and they're like the claw he's like the sarcophagus (laughs) it's very true Um, i like that (laughs) and don't worry he's only used it like nine or ten times that's all no totally not addicted i can stop anytime i want to jack's like you have one job. Yeah. Can you can't do your one job? We're gonna get the fuck out of here and just leave you here. I'm very impressed at his restraint to not just smack him. Well, yeah, well, he was holding a hammer, so I was very impressed. Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, large hammer thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and Daniel points out that Shira wants to marry him, and Jack's like. I've had enough. Yeah, you are done. fucked up. <laughs> and Daniel gets, like, fired up. This is where Daniel goes, like, crazy side of an addict. And he turns and he's just like, I have everything under control. You never show me any respect. Your way didn't work. Now I'm handling it. Just hang in there and shut the fuck up is basically what he says. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. But he gets, like, the crazy scary Daniel's eyes. lost his mind. Yes. He really has. I felt bad for him, actually. Yeah. Which is why yeah. I go back to loving him. <laughs> yeah. oh, she just wants to save him. Puppy in distress. Oh. So, in the throw room, um, Shiloh points out that the sarcophagus doesn't help her father like it used to, and soon she's going to have to be queen. Um, Daniel says that, you know, we can help you make the mining easier and help defend you from the ghouls so you don't have to just, like, keep sending all your shit there. Um, clearly she, she's like, I didn't mean to use your friends against you like this. And he's like, I know, I Except don't hold it against exactly you. that's exactly what it's I did totally, mean. And now I'm just on drugs and believe everything Like, she saying. literally just admitting, admitted to doing that. Listen, Courtney, love, you leave Kurt Cobain alone. <laughs> <laughs> and he's always felt out of place wherever he was, and he loves it here. And he's totally gonna stay once you free my friends. <laughs> Yeah. So in the mind, Carter, like, wakes up from a, a dream memory thing from Jolinar. Oh. And the gist of this one is just her saying that the Toker don't use the sarcophagus because bad things happen to you. It changes your mind and essentially takes right. your soul. That makes sense. So in the throne room, uh, Jack, who looks like shit, is dragged in and placed before Daniel. He looks like he's had shit spread on his face. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, literally, like he looks like shit. Garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's kicked down to kneel like he was earlier in the episode. Um, and sitting on the throne is Daniel. Like, way crazier than ever before. Right. Um, and Jack calls him the man who would be king, mm. which I'm going to cover in a second. Okay. Jack points out that they're losing this battle. Um, says Sam... Sam says that if he keeps using sarcophagus, he'll go dark side. Um, Daniel's like, don't worry. 
We're gonna get out covered, bro. I'm waiting for him to just bro out at oh, some point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be like, bro. 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 And he's like, bro. I'm gonna marry Shyla, but I told her that I have to go back to Earth first, and you guys are gonna come with me. Yeah. He's um, like that loud drunk who thinks he's whispering. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> he's like, no, it's way. totally fine. <laughs> like, we're gonna do this thing, but she's not even gonna know. And you're like, the entire body knows. <laughs> to be fair, I could be sober and whispering That's and everyone true. can hear That's me. That's true. I'd be like, dude, she's right behind you. <laughs> yeah, she is right there. <laughs> so the man who would be king caught me. That's oh. obviously, when you say a quote like that, it's, it's right. a reference to something. So I think I knew it was a story, but I didn't actually remember that it was a story. Okay. So the man who would be king is an 1888 novella by, I'm not going to pronounce that first name. It's like Rudnard. Rudyard. Rudyard? Rudyard Kipling. Kipling. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's inspired. We know him. Do we? He wrote the Jungle Book. Oh my god, it is. Oh man. Yeah. Well, he wrote this one too. Awesome. So, the man who would be king is actually inspired by the real life story of James Brooke. He was an English man who was born in India. He sailed to the, uh, I'm gonna pronounce it wrong because I know it's a thing. Okay. The the Malay Archipelago. Archipelago. Yeah, Archipelago. The first one. Malay Archipelago. Malay, yeah. Um, which is basically all the islands between Asia and Australia. Right on, yeah. So, and he helped squash, this guy is a life. So he helped squash a rebellion. Okay. There. So he became the governor of Sarawak, which is part of modern Malaysia. Uh, he was actually on his way to Borneo at the time. He just got on a tangent. Awesome. <laughs> as you do. Yeah. Um, and then he also, because of the earlier stuff, became governor of Labang. Which is a tiny set of, like, islands in the same area. And because he ended up helping to restore the Sultan of Brunei to his throne, the Sultan made him the first, like, essentially the first white Raj of Sarawak. This feels very familiar. I feel like I may have read this at some point. Yeah, so he came under scrutiny when there were some accusations of excessive use of force against Mm -hmm. natives under the umbrella of anti-piracy. Okay. There was also rumors that he was on the homosexual to bisexual end of the spectrum. Okay. Or at least, I have never heard this term before. They said homosocial, which is not a term I've heard before, but it makes sense. It's just more, he's like, I don't really give a shit about women. I don't really want to be around them. Ah. I just want to socialize with men only. Interesting. Um, Captain Jack. Yeah. Oh, I dig it. Um, so he they did acknowledge one son, though. I don't think he ever married, though. Mm. So this ties into the man who would be king, because in that, Josiah Hardlin is granted the title Prince of Gore. I've always pronounced it wrong. Okay. Um, and passes it to sentence. And Gore is a providence in Afghanistan. Huh. And the novel is narrated by Kipling. Uh-huh. And sort of, but it's narrated as if it's... Um, is, like, James Brooke. Like, I haven't okay. read it, so I did wasn't quite sure right, about that. Right. But here's the thing. There's a 1975 movie on this, and we need to watch this. Uh, I'm, I'm down Do you know that. why we need Fine. to watch this? It stars Sean Connery, Sean Connery, Michael Caine, Christopher Plummer, and is directed by John Huston. What? We need to see this movie now. We, uh, you had me at Michael Caine, and then I'm, I, I mean, you had me at Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Sean like I need Connery. to see this film. I don't know how I have it because I adore all those people. Um, We're gonna have to find that movie night. I'm yes. In. Also, we'll have more Ritas, by the way. Yes. Um, We're having bartender Nick made us margaritas today. Yes. But I like to make sure I like to call them our authentic margaritas with the yeah. cava nectar and lime juice. They're they're pretty good and deliciousness. My lime still has a thing on it. I am pacing myself. 
The but other, it's delicious. The it other so thing, good, um, I'm not using myself. <laughs> yeah. Do you know why <laughs> the story <laughs> may have sounded slightly familiar to you? Because mm. it's the basis of the Disney film Road to El Dorado. <gasps> oh, I think there's also a DuckTales episode. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I think there's one where Launchpad becomes the king of the native people. Probably. Yeah. Yes. <gasps> there yeah. is. I gotta find it. <laughs> oh, but there's one because they take Launchpad and then like the natives capture him and yeah. like they're like, oh my God, we have to go save Launchpad. Jane. What? Jane. Jane. Firefly. Jane, the man they call Jane. (laughs) The story is everywhere. That's an awesome reference too, because you didn't really realize that that's what he was referring to, and how connected it was to so many other different stories. That's awesome. Love for him now. It's hard to explain. I'm gonna stick with my ducktails one. And he's got like something that they love. I feel like it's peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something like that. It's so- <laughs> it's a real thing. I swear. Yeah. Well, it's also basically what happened to C three PO in Star Wars. That's and true. Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa! Our life just got so much more meaningful. Guys. <laughs> it's also <laughs> everything makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. I would say it's also an earlier episode in Stargate, the one we referenced earlier with uh, Corey Matthews' dad. Oh, where he becomes their god. That's right. Corey Matthews' dad from Boy Meets World. Yes, that's right. Is, that's another episode show? you gotta watch. He has a special guest star oh. as an asshole who's in Aww. love with uh, Sam, Captain Sam. Aww. Yeah, he's not a good guy in that no. one. He's crazy. He's, he's he's Heart of Darkness crazy. Like yeah. Brando in Heart of Darkness. Yeah, crazy. man. Yeah. So back to the episode at hand. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack and Sam. Um, actually, I've skipped a little section there. So Just they they stand in front of the Stargate. Shiloh apologized to the team for what they've done, and the look on Jack's face is just like, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That's uh Bye. What a waste. Yeah. Peace. What a waste. Um, uh, says, literally, it is a waste. They got nothing out of that trip. Yeah. No, they got Naquita. Oh, did they? They did get Naquita. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. Sorry, I forgot. But about it's that. still pretty much a waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was worth them having no. to mine in the underground for like no. weeks or however. Yeah, yeah. Like, I agree. So, um, Shadow tells them, for now on, they'll be welcome here and treated with respect. And Jack sure. is again like, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, okay. Go You're fuck yourself. Go um, Your little beast. And Daniel makes out with Shyla and okay. shows her that he'll Can be Can we talk about that gross kiss? <laughs> because it's absolutely a gross kiss. And I actually, in my notes, says gross, gross, gross. <laughs> like, the weird duck face when he's done kissing her. Like, what is that? I like, just said creepy. And I said creepy in love. Creepy in love. It is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy. Like, like I was waiting like, for there to be like a string of spit. Or like, wouldn't you just like lick the other one? Maybe that's like the leftover from all of his like drug abuse <laughs> oh, problems. Yeah. Since he like, was like so cracked. Or up. like, uh, have you guys seen Crybaby? I feel like in no. Crybaby there's a very similar like gross kiss, the Johnny Depp no, character. Yeah, I haven't, no, I haven't oh seen it. Oh my gosh. It's, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? The guy who wrote Hairspray. I know he was talking about, but I so can't think of his name. Yeah, it's him, Mustache, name. John Mustache Man. Yeah, I, uh, I know exactly <laughs> what talking about, but his name is escaping. But yeah, so Crybaby, great movie, weird, creepy kiss, yes. just like that. Yeah, that was the weirdest, oh, grossest yeah. kiss I've ever seen. Yeah, it was bad. Creepy uh, and the weird, why did it end with the weird duck I face, don't, Daniel? I don't, don't, I don't duck face. Because anyway. he's an addict now, and addicts uh, have duck face. Uh, I feel like I'm going to duck face every time I kiss now, just because, <laughs> just because I want to know. Let's, we should, we should like. all three try it for a week, and then report back. I don't think I've ever actually done duck face. I don't know if I... You got practice in the mirror. Okay. And then you got to do it. Every kiss ends with a duck face. Uh, okay. <laughs> Just kiss the mirror. It's fine. So, <laughs> back in the gay 
room. Jack sums up the trip to Hammond. Sam got some Nakoda. Tilk made some new friends as usual. Daniel got engaged, and he's gonna go hit the showers. Nice. So in the infirmary, Daniel says it's a stupid Janet. But like Janet says that all of his systems are a whack. Damn it, Janet. He feels just fine. You just gotta get the hell out of here. So in the lab, Sam is playing with a new toy of Nakoda. Um, and Daniel thinks this is a mistake. He can't stop thinking of her. Um, and Sam can't believe it and points out that you have a wife. Remember Daniel. that time that you had a wife and You're you married. Still have a wife? And Daniel goes, Had Gross. had a wife. I mean, how long am I supposed to wait? Yeah, how freaking convenient. Yeah. That all of a sudden he's like, oh, I can't even wait anymore because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done waiting for my wife. It hasn't even been like, what, two years? Yeah. Is he supposed to be waiting for her? Well, no, he's not. Like, he's fighting her. And he's supposed to, he's okay, so he's not so waiting. He's, not he's just, just getting lazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah I basically. Get it. Yeah. yeah. I get it. <laughs> um, and Sam points out that his endorphin levels are through the roof. It's like he's coming down off a narcotic. And he's like, yeah, a narcotic that makes you smarter and stronger and you get to live forever. And what the hell is wrong with that? He's like, I'm basically Bradley Cooper in that one movie that hasn't come out yet, but I can see into the future and I know it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam thinks it's maybe why the Gould are so bad, essentially. It maybe alters your brain chemistry and the hormones that it releases makes you aggressive and irrational. I mean, look at you. You've only been there a few times and you already seem like you need a fix again. And Daniel says that he's going back. Thank, thank goodness that Sam is there to point out the obvious. In uh, case yeah. we had not gotten it yeah. from the title of the episode, which is called <laughs> me, and from all the references and metaphor to drug use. And from Daniel's hair. Yeah, and from his douchey-ass hair and attitude. She's like, hey, it's yeah. like you're on drugs. Yeah. Ding, 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 finally. And so he's <laughs> like, I'm going back for the sarcophagus. And Sam's like... She got you addicted to it. And then he angry Hulk smashes some stuff on a table. Right. And, like, Sam actually, like, you see this look on her face. Like, Sam's like, shit. Like, I don't know what he's going to do. Like, he's completely unpredictable. I love point. that look. Because, really, at the end of the day, she could probably take him. Uh, yes. I feel like true. she could take Although, him. at the moment, I don't know. Because Jack has problems taking him later in the episode. He um, does have that. And this is, he's still more high than he does later in the episode against Jack. He does have that superhuman strength right now. Yeah, so, um, and then he goes to Sam and tells her, and says that you've never really known what love is. And Sam points out that though Daniel, she knows, would never have said that. Yeah, like, that was just rude. And then like, he, like, that's not okay. teenage kicks some shit on the floor as he goes out. Right? Yeah, because he's a big... Tantrum. Yeah. Like, at this I'm point... i my name is Daniel, and I'm really mad right now. Seriously. God. Although, at yeah. this point, I'm looking at this going, it's kind of very Kylo Ren of him. Oh, oh my so God. Yeah. Very Kylo Ren. It's maybe maybe that's Kylo Ren. Maybe Kylo Ren's been hanging out in the tomb. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe he's a little addicted to something. Yeah. I dig yeah. it. Yep. This is my new brain cannon. Kylo Ren's addicted to something. That, yeah. that Emperor Snow got him addicted to something. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely true. And that's why he has because the pull on him. even how we like, how he, part of, he like beat himself when he was yep. hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was feeling feels. Yep. And that's got to be a weird thing when you're numbing yourself with yep. drugs all the Stargate time. episode turned Star Wars episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so this, and we just point out again that this is what leads us to really believe that this is why the ghoul are so crazy and mm. so irrational and right. so batshit is because they survive on the sarcophagus. Right, that makes sense. <clears throat> so, so are they all, like, are they 
all like ancient of days? Are they super yes. old? Yeah, all the gold. Well, around since not necessarily all of them because the gold queens are like are like queen bees. They just so that's they how they like reproduce. lay eggs and reproduce eggs. But for the most part, they've been around forever. All of the major system lords, all the people who were in power, have been in power for thousands of, of years. Oh, thousands, thousands of years. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Things um, are making sense. So, Jack and Sam are in Hammond's office saying that he kind of needs to be confined because he's addicted to something. Yeah. Um, and Daniel walks in and hands his recognition. He's going back to P3R 636. Uh, and Daniel denies it. And Daniel points out that I wasn't talking to you. So, oh, man. whoa. Yeah. And then Daniel collapses. He <laughs> <laughs> just, like, goes down. Yeah, and dead. So, um, Daniel is under Janet's care now and says that... He doesn't really know what's going on, but his results are all over the place. Bottom line, he's in massive physical withdrawal. Danny wakes up and Hulk smashes again, um, like throws Teal'c across the room. Uh, he starts screaming that they're killing him, and Jack goes to hold him down, and Janet drugs him and knocks him out. Right. So. so now, do we think, so let's take a step back and, and mm-hmm. consider the actor. Do you think Michael Shanks went into, like, addiction wards or like mental I don't know because Because I was this is very convincing I was like I was gonna say like dude Michael Shanks acts the shit out of this episode as douchey as Daniel is and as much as we don't like him that's just I think it's a testament to he is an amazing actor in this like this is he did a really good job from like being creeped out by her to falling in love with her and then the ugly gross kiss and then the whole this whole like coming down the arc that he kind of goes up and down yeah this is definitely uh, like high point acting man this is this is not a role that everyone could pull off this well. You win the the Terra Award. Michael yes, Shanks. Michael Shanks wins the Terra Award. Maybe we should start giving a Terra Award to Terra Award winner. Yeah, Michael Shanks <laughs> is the very first Terra Award winner. We should. We're gonna start doing oh. it. It will never be for the same thing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's just something in the episode. We'll win a Terra Award job. for for grossing us out with weird duck face kiss to <laughs> and to uh, being such a convincing withdrawal addict I'm so proud to be a part of the first terror award I'd like to thank the academy (laughs) (laughs) of Nixie and Grace especially Nixie and Grace the academy is Kaylee the Thorgy I'm sure yeah I'm sure Kaylee the Thorgy is our our guy that holds the briefcase yep yeah (laughs) it's like nobody she comes in with little puppy sunglasses yeah 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 (laughs) um so, Janet's now in a microscope and says that it's basically like his cells have lost the ability to function. She's like, his I don't cells even know what that means. Like, yeah. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Normally, in the medical speak, I can quasi-follow along with She's not that. even making but, sense anymore. She's just like, I don't even know what's happening. She's like, words. Yeah. yeah. Words are important um, and scientific. Yeah. And Teal points, I have words. My words are the best words. <laughs> Teal points out that the sarcophagus could totally help. Uh, Sam's like, that's a bad idea. We should not do that. Probably not sarcophagus. Probably a bad idea. Probably a bad idea. Let's Probably. give this user more of the drug that they're using. I know. That'll fix them. Um, but... They don't have a ton of choice. They're just gonna hold out a little bit longer, and that's like the that's like the r- result D. Like that's Plan F. Right. Plan N. Yeah. Plan Z. Plan, plan like Z. Double, plan we're never gonna do. Double yeah. Z. Yeah. Plan Double Z. <laughs> I like that. So Daniel is strapped to a bed now, and clearly going very through a very painful withdrawal. Yikes. Um, Janet thinks that he's doing better though. His blood work is improving. His temperatures come down. But his... it looks like he's seriously suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's just like the pain. Like I think yeah. physically, although I can't imagine if that much pain is blood pressure back to normal. But I think it's like a normal, physical but... need. Yes. That's so intense. Yeah. That it's like. 
like a drug. It's, it's so intense. You have to have it. Yeah, that's exactly what they're what they're saying. Right. Um, wow. And Janet goes, it's time for another round of sedative. Goes in to give it to Daniel. And Daniel grabs her and throws her. Breaks out of his restraints. And then, like, goes apeshit on the guard. Like, it's a yeah. scary moment. Repeatedly punching him in the head. Like, I don't know if he killed the guard. But he probably came close to killing the guard because yeah. he's wailing on his head. He's he's going for it. He's not yeah. having anything. It's bad. that's a scary moment. Yeah. Um, and Jack notices that the bed's empty through the security camera and goes running after him. Mm-hmm. So Daniel gets out of the room. Jack follows. Goes into like a storage room. Yeah. Um. The it's dark, and Jack turns lights on goes in very carefully looking around and then Daniel shoots the light over Jack's head, which is either really good aim or really bad aim. Right. (laughs) Depends which way you want to go. Um, And this is like, they're just, he's like, you're trying to kill me? And Daniel's like, well, you're trying to kill me. And (laughs) Jack is like, the guard's going to be here soon. Daniel wants to go back to the planet. Jack goes, Janet says you're doing better. And Daniel's like, it's all lies. You're just lying to me. And then he rushes Jack. They fight. Clearly Daniel's much stronger at this point. They knock down every shelf and... Now, here's the thing. Shouldn't have Jack had told someone he's going in there? So he set the alarm off him? as he That's ran. True. That's, That's why true. he said the guards are coming, because as he That's ran, he right. hit the wall alarm, because right. red That's alert's good. going on. My bad. Um, but still, he should have waited for backup. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Something. He's just... in a room. Like, he can't get out of the room. I'm sure there's not yeah. a second door to that storage That's room. That's true. I think he's more saying that he wants to try to talk Daniel down. Yeah. Before the guards who might do yeah. something. But he can't talk a drug addict off of a trip, you know? Well, he does have a point... Later on here, and so after they scuffle and scuffle, and it ends up Daniel pointing a gun at Jack's head. He's full of crazy eyes. Um, and Jack's like, what are you going to do? You don't really want to kill me. And this is where Jack's like, I know what this is. Mm-hmm. I know what this you're going through. I know what this feels like. So now that means something to me. How does yeah. Jack know this? How does he know what that's like? He's very committed to that. Yeah. Here, and here's my question. I feel... Definitely Jack has some shit in his past. We've already discovered right. that. But has he actually gone through an addiction with this? Or does he know this kind of physical pain? And it's more of, I know what you're going through. But not- how do you know what kind of pain that is if you're not an addict who's gone through withdrawal? <sighs> this is true. I was more thinking of some sort of physical, like physical ache, physical need for something that's not, maybe not... A drug related maybe or addiction it's love related. Maybe he, maybe because yeah. Daniel is so desperate to have his wife back and to be loved and have that relationship again, he's sort of defaulting mentally to whatever else is closest. And maybe this was the closest thing to him by starting a new relationship with this alien lady. Sure. And so maybe Jack is trying to get at that same point. Like, hey, I know what you're going through. I get it. So maybe that means Jack's lost something big like that Well, before. that's actually Jack a very fair point. He yes. has lost something very big. Oh, good. Yeah. Yay. Um, Jack's uh, eight-year-old son shot himself with a service revolver. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So you make so a very depressing. valid point. Yeah, so you do make a valid That's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder sight. if... there. I mean, I can see in Jack's past him having addiction to something and getting over that. Maybe sort of like in early days of being in the Air Force, before he was in the Air Force. But at the same time, I think there's an equal chance of... Um, of it being something like that, of being like, I know what this physical yearn for something feels like. Yeah. 
and he's more trying to reach out with him. I think that that's easier for me to digest. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He's like, no, I totally know what you're going through. I know what it is. And he's just more trying to say whatever he can to help calm. Yeah. Calm Daniel down. I've been in that type of despair. Exactly. I think what he's saying. Um, so it's, but I like the fact that they don't really tell us and right. we get to have that conversation yeah. of whether, which it is, inter- it is. I, but that stuck with me. I was like, what has Jack been through? And yeah. I like, oh, I love Amanda. I love your interpretation of that. I kind of, I think you. I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> I'm here yeah. all episode. Um, but Daniel breaks down crying and Jack pulls him in for a hug. Right. So, um, we then cut to, it's clearly been a couple days later, uh, cause the rest of the team is talking to Hammond about the next mission and Daniel comes in looking like Daniel again, wearing his hipster glasses with <laughs> his normal hair drapes. The hair drapes, yeah. Um. The gel's gone, thank goodness. Yeah. And. What do you think the gel was made of? Like, Nequita? <laughs> like, cause what do they have on that planet other than an abundance of Nequita? It's actually like an alien fat. It's like it's an just, animal fat. Nequita sounds like a cool name for a hair product. It does. What do you, what, what are you using your hair? Also, does Daniel have just a stockpile of the same frames and glasses? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's so accident prone that he's probably done this his whole life. Yeah. And so he's got like 10 of them. He just buys it from Costco in a toy pack. Yeah. It's like, just keep them coming. Um, I mean, there's no prescription in there, so he can. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I'm in bulk. (laughs) So he says they have to go back to P3R636. But before anyone says anything, it's because there's thousands of innocent people that they could free from slavery. Um, They have to offer Shyla alternatives. And Hammond uh, says, but the last time you were captured and sent to the mines. Right. But Daniel says uh, that, you know, you want to access the mines without sending troops. I'm offering a diplomatic solution and asks for trust. And Jack says that he's going to back him up. He's going to trust Daniel. He wants Daniel back in his team. So clearly it's been a couple days since right. the, the closet incident. The closet. Uh, the closet. <laughs> uh, so back in the throne room on the planet, Shyla never believed, didn't believe that Daniel would return. Mm-hmm. Um, Pyrus has died since they've been gone. Daniel, sorry for everything. Shyla says she never, you know, you never really loved me. Uh, but he said he wouldn't be here if he didn't at least care. Why would you ever say that to a person? I don't, because uh, although maybe the grace because you're immature, that. because you're an yeah. immature, you never really emotional like, well, no, teenager. He knew you for like three days. Yeah, he couldn't have loved you. Yeah, jeez, he was. Inf- <laughs> there could be infatuation. Gosh, gosh, <laughs> love at first sight doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. Well, I yeah. mean, for some people, <laughs> sure. Um, All right, fine. <laughs> He's, and she says she doesn't really deserve to live after what she did because she's totally, like, suicide prone, it seems. She really Very is. dramatic. This woman is so depressed. She's the type of person to who... Together. She I feel a therapist. Like she's an attention getter. Like, I don't feel like she was ever oh, going to yes, actually totally. jump off that cliff. I don't think so either. I think totally. Even though situation. she was, like, half falling, I think she was like, I know someone's back there. I think it uh, was a manipulation. Yeah. It, I yeah. really do. Um, But, yes, but Dan's like, you know... You, you you are a good person. Your people need you. You can lead them and not become what your father became, but she has to destroy the sarcophagus. So reluctantly, she heads up. She picks up a staff weapon. She fires it. And we fade out with Daniel hugging her. The end. The end. So she fires with the awesome super lightning swordy thingy. Yes. <laughs> and blue lightning shoots around the so sarcophagus. So I feel like that part was like the the equivalent of, of, of like... Flushing your stash. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And Daniel's like, it's okay, you can do this. You can totally flush your stash. I can't flush my sarcophagus down the drain. And he's like, you can do it. And so her, like, you know, whatever she does, she disables it, she kills it. I don't know, it's not alive. 
<laughs> destroys it. But I feel like that's the equivalent of like flushing your staff. short circuits. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. But bummer. So this, like, I like this episode because this is like it's a surface level, and then you can scratch a little deeper on the surface level. It's like, oh, there's some serious shit down here that yeah. wasn't paid. That- yeah, that story thing. Yeah, um, the king's. Uh, what was it? That the, we uh, the man about. who could yeah, be king. That yeah. was really awesome. Well, there's, it's, yeah, so the immediate story is a story about addiction yeah. and need. I mean, the, the name of the episode is Need. Yeah. So that's a really cool metaphor for something that everyone, that's part of the human condition, Yeah. people deal with. Um, but it also gives us some very specific starting things to, like, to think about. Like, okay, well, how many of these sarcophagus is there? So how much more are we dealing with? What else do we know about the Jaffa now, now that we know this is going on? Yeah. Now that we know that this is part of the situation. Um, also, Daniel is a dickhole. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, anytime we put Daniel in that kind of situation, it's fun. It's fun to see the actors do that. But yeah, it's, it was a definitely an interesting episode. I yeah. liked it. It's, it's, it's just, it's an interesting thing. And seriously, credit to Michael Shanks for going from like, the quasi-annoying Daniel, bumbly Daniel, into, yeah. like, a slightly darker, like, a really dark, really creepy, a really dangerous character. Sure. And then yeah. coming back up to be Daniel at the end. I like it. I dig it. I'll take it. Um, it's definitely going, well, I think it has to go in the top five right we now. We only have four. This is the fifth one, so okay. let's go somewhere. So, I think for me, it might be... Right under prisoners. Right in, and that's actually funny because I was going to put it, um, I actually put it right above prisoners for me. Awesome. So, Which is also your number two, though. Yes. See? Well, prisoners was your number one, so it's going to be your number two. Right. So this okay, yeah. becomes my number two. Yep. And, and this becomes my number two. two. Um, right so we don't have any for crying out loud, but here's the question Do we think Daniel died? Do I'm going to count it as a Daniel death. I'm going to, I was leaning towards counting as a Daniel think, death. Amanda? I think that it's possible he died. Yeah. Uh, here's the, I, I think it's more possible that he was seriously injured, but I think it's possible he died, so I think that's enough for a count. Yeah. I I have done. a hunch that he may have not been dead when they ran up to him, because pro- they probably felt for a pulse, but right. I think it was really weak, and by the time they got, they dug him out, yeah, I mean, they someone came up and saw him. They were delicate about how they got him out of there. No. I think that by the time they actually got to Sarcophagus, he was, like, either like, as he died, or or he was yeah. yeah. I I'm think angry. I think it got really close. So we're gonna rough. count it. Yeah, one way so or the other. Daniel is up to three deaths. Whoa, Daniel. I'm surprised there's not more. Pretty hard to kill that guy. <laughs> uh, um and so do we want to think about putting this in the top ten or we don't want to look at the top ten. We're not looking at the top ten, I think, till the end of the season. Okay, that works. So next episode is Thor's Chariot. <gasps> Thor's back! Thor's Chariot. Yes! Um I like Thor. We have a Thor episode before. It was called Thor's Hammer. Thor's Hammer. It was very Thor. Thor-tacular. Thor-tacular. Thor's awesome. And mm-hmm. I particularly <laughs> am very excited for this episode. For Thor's Chariot. Right Because on. I was quite a fan of Thor's Hammer. Awesome. Because Thor and Norris. Awesome and Thor. And right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> so I'm quite excited for that. So what'd you think? Amanda, for your first. Oh man, it was certainly interesting. <laughs> um, the show 
It was fun to watch Nick, um, bartender Nick, fall asleep. Um, <laughs> I should paraphrase that he pretty much falls asleep at he's every move. episode. He's got a move that we see every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Right before, he's like, he starts out first, he lays down in front of the TV. It's he was on the move. couch this time. Oh, he was on the couch. Oh, he fell asleep on the couch this time. Interesting. He's yeah. changing it up on us. Yeah, yeah, he's got a move where he falls asleep during the episode. It's pretty great. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty great. So, um, I would watch another one. Um, we're gonna get you on Hathor before you get you on a quality one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I would definitely um, be a guest on your show again. Yay! Sweet. Yeah, absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Well, thank you, Amanda, for being here, and thank you thank guys you. all for listening too. Um, again, feel free to find us on Twitter. We're at Tara Podcast, and you can find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara, or you can also email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Talking about spoilers, put that in the warning, and then I will make sure Grace doesn't get any spoilers. No spoilers for me. Speaking of spoilers, uh, pay attention to after our little outro music for a future current Stargate, where I will beam spoilers directly into your ear holes. Stay tuned for the hidden track. There's not a ton of spoilers in this one, but I, I have a couple. I got some stuff. It'll be fun. I got some couple things. There'll be a short little spoiler section. Consent Amanda and I point. will not be privy to this spoiler. I will nope. not be listening. I record them when they're gone, so they never hear them. But you can <laughs> hear them if you've seen the show before. Alrighty. We will see you next week. You're on There's No Place Like Tara. Bye, everybody. Bye. Welcome back, everyone, to the the future according to Stargate. Um, our spoiler section here. Um, so the one I did want to clarify one thing because I was talking earlier about um, Seti, um, which according to the RPG is the ghoul that um, Pyrus overthrew back in the day. It was a Monday. Uh, that is different than Set or Seth, who we do see later. Um, so they're two different... It sounds like Seti is much lower on the Gould totem pole than uh, Seth was, but... Um, so those are two different... Two different Gould. Um, but really, this... I just want to talk a couple more cases about the sarcophagus that we see in the future and some of the ramifications that we do see with, um, you know, being going into sarcophagus when you don't necessarily need it to heal you. Um, we do know that you uses it every day. Uh, we see that... I don't remember what season that whole plot lines in, because I know Daniel goes undercover as, like, one of his assistants. Um, but I don't... It's the end of one of the seasons, like, the end of five? Four? I think it's before he... Daniel ascends and comes back. Maybe it's not. Anyway... We see, um, like, Yu's literally gone crazy at this point of his life. He's, uh, he, ba- he uses that to an advantage. That's how they sneak Daniel in. That's how, you know, they, uh, they, no one, he doesn't notice, like, Daniel's being all not really covert ops. Um, he's, at that point, he's gone so crazy, and he's been using it for so long that he's basically ineffectual as a leader. He can't really operate. He's just kind of a person standing there. His underlings basically do everything and run his empire, you know, for him, speak for him. Um, and then another another sort of important thing that we see that comes for the sarcophagus is Apophis uh, uses it to 
bring Teal'c back um, from and basically brainwash him into thinking that his entire time with SG-1 is a lie and that he is still loyal to Apophis and he never left. Um, and it takes a while, it takes a bit for them to undo that brainwashing, but that's another use for the sarcophagus. The uh, Apophis uses it to basically fuck with Teal'c's head. But I think my favorite use, misuse, abuse of the sarcophagus and I have a hunch it might be other people's as well, is in what I think is one of my favorite episodes of the entire series, Abyss. And this is the one that Ball, as in Bachi, uses it to torture Jack over and over again. And, um, you know, he tortures, he kills Jack, he brings it back using the sarcophagus, like, every single day. And he puts him in a cell. Jack ends up becoming addicted to the sarcophagus uh, in the same way that... Um, Daniel does. I have a hunch he doesn't become addicted to it because he is going into the sarcophagus as a healthy person. I think he becomes addicted to it because he's going into the sarcophagus just so many times and being and being healed. Um, but the reason, the other reason why this is such an amazing episode is because this is the first time we see Daniel after he ascends, and Daniel basically, you know, shows up in the cell and helps him deal with. Um, you know, it helps him deal with the, the pain and the torture of the mental torture that Jack is going through because he shows up using his cool new ascension powers, which I think on a compl- on a t- side note tangent, I think when we finally get to, what was that, season six, the, the uh, Jonas season, I think when we get to that, it's going to be really interesting to see what Grace thinks of Jonas because I have a hunch that Grace is going to dig Jonas. Because I think when I was watching season six, I was just kind of so unhappy that it wasn't Daniel (laughs) that Michael Shanks had left the show and you have this other guy in here that I didn't really give him a chance on first watch. When I go back and rewatch the show, you know, Jonas is kind of fun. I'm going to admit. Kind of like Jonas a lot more on rewatches. He's a a much better character in retrospect than I gave them the first time around. So it'll be really fun to see what Grace thinks of Jonas the first time around and see if she sort of does the same thing I did the first time watching it, where it's more of, well, it's not Daniel, so I'm not going to like him uh, or not. But that'll be fun. Um, But yeah, Sarcophagus, you know, continues to be a trend. I think we see it a little bit less as the seasons go on. I think just because we have so many other ways. We get the gold healing device really soon. We actually just watched Thor's Chariot um, in between recording the main cast in the spoiler section. We watched Thor's Chariot and we see um, Sam pick up, not being able to use it yet, but pick up the healing device. So I think once we get the healing device back in action, we see that a lot more than we actually see a sarcophagus, which is nice. It's like a portable sarcophagus without the nasty side effects. So, um, but yeah, Thor's Chariot, I can't wait till next week. I'm going to have all the Asgardy things to say. Although, you know, rewatching it just now, I realize that there's less spoilers for the future than I remember the first time around because we only really see the Asgard for that one brief scene that that Thor is talking to him so um but that is all this week guys so I will see you next week bye